not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello, and happy, happy day to you. I am so glad to be back on the air with you tonight. It's been a couple of weeks since we've able we've been able to be live with you on the show. So I am absolutely happy, excited to be back on the air tonight. Um, I hope and pray that you are well. I hope and pray that you're doing um, good. If you're not, there is hope for you. If you're not, there is someone who can make your life better than it is today. And I'm going to be talking about that someone and how to have a relationship with that someone as we progress in the show. <laughs> um just so you'll know, because it's good to give an account, I believe, of, of, of why we were absent. Chris and I have been very busy with other aspects of our ministry. It's not that we were just off goofing around. It's not even that we were on vacation, even though we both could really, really, really use one right about now. We haven't had a real vacation in... Um, a while now, um, when I when I invite him to say something, maybe he can help me remember how long it's been. I I, I think it's been a couple of years. <laughs> so anyway, it's not that we were just goofing around. We had some other um, important things that came up. Um, the good thing is that we have been about our father's business. We have been about doing the work of the Lord. And so, with that being said, God is good. He is still good. Okay? So, I want you to get ready for tonight's show. If, you're, if you have not already gotten your warm beverage, your tea or your cocoa, some of you might still be coffee drinkers, um, get your warm beverage so that you can get ready. I am sipping tea. I used to talk about my tea all the time, and sometimes I've been forgetting to do that, but I am still a tea drinker and a tea lover. And um, I talk about that with you because that's something that I actually like to share with my listeners. I like to feel kind of connected, you know, to the people that I'm uh, reaching out to. I want to, I hope that we have something in common. And so that's something that I really enjoy. And I just wanted to share that part of me with you. So I am sipping. This is an orange pico flavor. And this was actually a gift from one of the women um, at our church. 
And it, I thought it was just precious. It was the precious gift because we had a ladies' tea, and it was the first time we had one. And I shared with them my love for tea or my enjoyment of tea. And in return, this sister blessed me with uh, some tea. And so that really touched my heart. I'm sentimental like that. <laughs> so anyway, get your warm beverage. Get ready for the show. Um, FYI, it, it, is, it is cold over here in my part of the world. Okay, it's pretty cold out here. Uh, my husband was telling me that it's supposed to drop down even, the temperature is supposed to drop even more down to 18 degrees um, tonight. And I am really not a person who enjoys the cold, but you know, I've been adjusting. I have been adjusting since I've been on the East Coast. I never actually envisioned myself living in the snow. Before I met my husband, um, I never envisioned that I would be living any place where there was snow. I didn't mind the thought of going to visit snow, but I didn't want to live any place where there was snow. Okay, but here I am. And I tell you, love does amazing things. <laughs> because I love my husband, I am here. And because I love the Lord, I am here. Can you believe that? I am here on the East Coast, <laughs> adjusting to the cold and doing quite well. So anyway, get ready because we are going to be... Uh, continuing our talk about love. Tonight we've been doing a series on love and marriage and we haven't even got to the marriage aspect of it yet because we are still talking about love. And I have to stay on this topic until the Lord releases me. And I am continuing to find reasons to stay on this topic. I am continuing to find reasons why it is important for us to emphasize this. For the first four years of this radio ministry, we spent a lot of time talking about um, sexual abuse, the aspects of sexual abuse um, from, from incest to pornography to prostitution to adultery you name it we spent a lot of time talking about that and I believe we'll still address that from you know as as opportunities rise for us to do that but then the Lord began to shift my focus um, when we started this series because I believe that this is kind of like the um, adjunct to dealing with the abuse that to, you must replace you must replace after you teach and deliver and show people how to overcome abuse that you have to replace it with something and love i believe helps to heal and helps people to um continue that process of overcoming okay so the lord began to put this on my heart um and I'm already feeling myself getting on a tangent, you know, getting in the flow of the spirit. But before I do that, I want to acknowledge my wonderful husband, my partner, my friend, the love of my life, Mr. Chris. Are you there, husband? Can you hear me? 
Chris, can you hear me? Hmm. Oh, well, for some reason he cannot, he is not responding. Now, I just heard him a few, a few, um, actually, when we're starting the show, I just heard him. Um, oh, well, maybe when, when, when he can, he'll, he'll join me. Um, he'll, he'll join me. <laughs> so I have to get started. Yeah, it's showing. Okay. I have to get started and see um, maybe if he can join in or something as we go on. And then I will laugh and talk with my honey a little bit. Um, so let's see. How do I want to do this? Um, let me start by telling you that I have several things on my mind tonight about love. About the word love, about the concept of love, about the um, action of love. First of all, I'd like to say that love is a beautiful, beautiful, absolutely beautiful action. I was tempted to say thing, um, but I don't think thing describes it adequately. So I'm going to say that love is a beautiful action. Even saying that that way, um, I am reminded of a poem that I wrote for my husband um, a couple of years ago. Let's see, this was dated 3-6-12. And it just kind of came up out of my thinking about him, um, thinking about specific things pertaining to him, things that we have gone through over the years. Um, we've been married uh, 16 years now, and um, in August we'll be 17 years. We've uh, been together 17 years already because we, you know, dated and were engaged um, uh, collectively about a year before we married. So we've got a little bit of... Um, a little, little bit of history between the two of us. And so just saying that love is a beautiful action reminded me of this poem that I wrote for him. Um, I'm going to share it with you right quick. Uh, I've shared it on the program before, but I'm going to share it again because I want to. Beauty and Intoxication. That's what it's titled. Beauty and Intoxication. Sex, male and female and sexual relationships as God designed them to be are beautifully, pleasurably intoxicating. One of the greatest pleasures I have in life is being comforted by the warmth and the heat of my love's flesh as I caress, press, and massage his aches and pains. His warmth lets me know he's alive and I love him more because he is with me. His back often aches, but under my press, I know he is strong. When his muscles resist, I feel his strength and I love him more. 
As they give way, I know he trusts me and I love him more. In the beginning, his feet were solid. They had no give. Oh, I didn't see the cues. More after the break. <laughs> the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, we're back, and I apologize that I didn't even see my cues, and I was reading and didn't prepare you guys for the break, but we're back, and I believe I have my handsome, wonderful husband on the line. Um, honey, can you say something so I can make sure that you can hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes, I could hear you, but you couldn't hear us. Right. Okay, well, I want to finish. I was reading this um, wonderful poem. And as I read it, you'll probably recognize um, who it's about. And uh, <laughs> then I'll have you say hi to folks after we finish this, because I don't want to leave them hanging. <laughs> Is that okay with you? 
Yep. All right. In the beginning, his feet were solid. They had no give. Now they're pliable from the love I've given them. I know they will reimburse me. His laughter stirs my soul. I'm reminded of life's goodness. It settles me. When his creative juices are flowing, mine are enriched. We are good together. We are music. His arms are strong. His embrace, my sedative. Many a night he holds me to sleep. On those nights I sleep deep. Not to mention the times when time stood still. We were as one in another place with God the Father. Whatever I need, his is. Whenever I need, he is. So intoxicating, so intoxicating is my love and my love for him. He is the love of my life. Thank you, Lord, for him. Hey, him. Hello. Hi, love of my life. How are you tonight? I'm good now that I'm on the air. <laughs> yeah, we had a little bit of trouble there, but we, we hang in there and we got you on the air. Um, I was I was reading that that poem because I was talking about our subject tonight, and our subject is going to we're going to continue to talk about love. I don't know if you could hear if you heard the intro, so that's why I'm kind of giving you a background. We are going to continue talking about love, and I was inspired to reread that poem that I wrote to you back in 2012, and I want to give you an opportunity to chime in and say hello to the people if there's anything on your heart or anything on your mind I just want you to know that I love you since we're talking about love I want you to know how much I love you and you are the love of my life so the floor is yours okay okay it's nice to be put on the spot um, <laughs> I love you as well and you are my heartbeat you are a precious gift from the Lord, and um, I know you are for me because He handpicked you for me, and and I I know this in my spirit, and I've told you many times when I first met you, I would look around the room and you would be the only person in color. Everybody else would be in black and white, so that's how I knew, mm. and I just um. Thank the Lord for what what He's done in your life and in in my life and in our life. It brought us together. So the floor is yours again. <laughs> well, as as even though you say it to me all the time, um, I felt tearful even as I was reading the poem, and I feel tearful just listening to what you said to me again. It it still touches my heart after all these years. Um, I was telling people before we got you on the line how long we had been together, and um, you still touched my heart, sweetheart. So I know we're gonna run out of time if we keep um, if we keep if I keep doing this. So um, 
Is, do you have any thoughts about our actual topic tonight, or you just want me to just pick it up and run with it, the topic of love? Well, press on. We're running late, so press okay. on. Okay. Well, people, you got to share just a little bit of our gooeyness, uh, <laughs> our romantic, um, affectionate moment, and I hope that um, you have more of the same. So we're talking about how beautiful love is. It's a beautiful action. That's right. I said action. Love is an action. Love can include emotions and warm, fuzzy feelings. But genuine love is followed up with action. It's backed up by action. So um, I looked up... um, I looked up a chapter and verse as I was preparing for tonight because I am actually going to be speaking, let's see, I'm going to be speaking next Sunday, actually, about this subject. And so I had to do a little bit of research, and there was a chapter and verse uh, in 1 Peter 1 and 22 that... um, I want to share with you and then I want to expound on it a little bit Um, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. And the first point that I want to emphasize is how it's said, through the Spirit unto unfeigned love. Unfeigned love. Unfeigned. I looked it up in Webster's, and that simply means genuine. Unto genuine love of the brethren. See, love is not only between a man and a woman, should, should be, you know, should not only be between a man and a woman, but it should be between brethren and sisters. It should be between family members. It should be between uh, believers, um, those that love the Lord. Uh, believers should also love their enemies. We should also love those that don't love us. And when you start talking about that, I mean, you are talking about some serious action. Okay? So, um, I want to talk a little bit about the type of love that inspires me. You know, I'm a romantic at heart. Thank God my husband is also romantic at heart. Um, because of that, you know, we, we kind of, we mesh quite well together. And I know that some people don't consider themselves to be romantic. Um, but I also know that in relationships that that can be a big problem because many times, many times the woman wants romance and affection and displays of affection. And that could be overrated 
You know, that could be, it could be that we want too much of that, that some women want too much of that, that they want to live in a fantasy type world. Um, so that that could be something that is out of, out of balance at times also. But the other side of that coin is that sometimes men are not affectionate enough and they're matter of fact, too matter of fact and unaffectionate. And therefore, um, they're lacking, they're imbalanced and they're lacking and their wives are suffering. Their wives are doing without because of that. So I just want to throw a little side note in here i was very inspired a couple of weeks ago i was on my facebook page which i i don't get to spend too much time on there but i check it you know i try to check it at least like once a week or so and i just happened to be on my facebook page and i noticed um one of my one of my uh friends on facebook uh, she is a newlywed. She's a young lady. She's a newlywed. Someone that I um, think a lot of and admire, this young lady, uh, especially for her being young. Um, you just don't see many people like her these days. Um, uh, so anyway, I happen to just really, really take note of the fact that most of the time when she's on Facebook, she is posting something complimentary something um, um, wonderful about her new husband. Um, they did this, they did that, he did this. Uh, she's so proud of him for this. She's so um, thankful to the Lord for giving him to her and just on and on and on. I mean, it's just continuous. And then when I look at her face, when I look at her picture of herself and her picture of them together, she is literally glowing. She is still glowing. Um, I don't want to say exactly how long they've been together because that might give away who she is. And I actually tried to get her to come on the air and talk to you guys about this, but she was a little bit shy. And she said that that really wasn't her... Um, she, that, she, that was out of her comfort zone. So um, I just made a point to reach out to her and let her know how inspiring it was for me to see a young woman who it's obvious that she is in love with her husband. She compliments him. She praises him. She's radiant. She's glowing. Every time she posts something about him, you can see it. You can see it in her smile. You can see it in her eyes. You can see it in her face. That's the kind of love that I still have for my husband after 17 years that when I look at him and he looks at me, I still feel that way. And it still shows in my smile. And so that's what we're going to be talking more about after the break. the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Are you concerned about your physical and spiritual health? Tired of aches and pains? Heartburn? Taking pills? 
being out of shape and having no self-control? Try the 90-Day Challenge by Vaisalis. Using our delicious, nutritious health shakes and eating one meal a day, you can build lean muscle, burn fat, improve your health, and rule your body instead of your body ruling you. Choose your kit. Start your challenge. Lose 10 pounds at a time. Order online today at dianesjones.bodybyvi.com. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, I am talking about love tonight. I want to talk to you about loving one another. I am talking about unfeigned love, which is genuine love, pure love. What does that look like? Why is it important for us to have unfeigned love towards one another? Well, first of all, God is love. Love comes from him. We can't love without him. We can't demonstrate these qualities or these act, this, portray this action that I am telling you about without him. So first thing is that you have to get to know him. You have to accept his plan of salvation in order to have love. Okay? So then what does pure love and unfeigned love look like? Well, there's a well-known passage in Scripture in 1 Corinthians that tells us what love looks like. What God says love looks like. Okay? And basically it says that love is charity. Charity is the same as love. 
Okay? Charity suffers long. Love suffers long. You know, there was a time that people stayed together through thick and thin, for better or for worse, even through the tough times, even when they didn't, uh, weren't on the same page, even when they didn't share each other, no longer shared each other's dreams, even when there was disappointments in life, even when they had financial troubles, even when they had a miscarriage and lost their child, uh, even when there was a death in the family and maybe they lost the child, even when there was adultery, even when there was someone cheating, there was a time that people stayed together through thick and thin because people believed in love and they believed in marriage. If it was not for the husband, for the sake of the children, because they didn't want to destroy the nucleus of the home. And sometimes that caused other problems. Yes, but... I have even heard statistics or read statistics uh, not too long ago. Maybe I heard it on a, a talk show or something where, where they're beginning to realize that even when the marriages were bad, quote unquote, um, they found that the women or the men were still more um, content, if you will, or what's the word I'm looking for, that they still had less stress that they still felt more secure even when the relationships were bad. So let me go back to my point. Charity suffers long. Love suffers long. Love endures. Love endures. That's what real love does. It endures. It endures. The Bible gives us reasons for um, for divorce God hates divorce, but he does allow divorce under the, the circumstances of adultery. Or if your spouse leaves you, the unbeliever departs, let him depart. You're not under bondage in such cases. But does he want us to go there at the drop of a dime? Does he want us to go there as soon as there's trouble? Does he want us to go there just because we're disappointed? Because maybe he or she is fat and overweight now and they don't look the same as they used to and they don't attract me like they used to or because maybe they're going through some things and they're not as happy as they used to be and they don't make me happy and so forth and so on marrying and then seven months later people are divorcing and a year later people are divorcing and they, oh he just doesn't make me happy anymore and uh I could go on and on and on. Love suffers long and is kind. Is kind. So I am certainly not advocating someone um, be mistreated. I'm not advocating that someone should mistreat the other person because that is not love. But on the part of the one who loves or is in love, love suffers long and is Kind. When people do evil to us, we do good in return. We don't, we don't um, try to avenge. We don't try to get revenge. We don't try to combat necessarily. Uh, we don't try to combat that person for mistreating us. We process the pain. We talk to the Lord about the pain. We ask the Lord to deliver us and heal us of the pain, but we do not um, 
retaliate, love, envieth, not, love does not envy, love is not envious, not envious of your spouse, not envious of your sister, of your brother, not envious of your friend, not envious of your enemy, love is not envious, there is so much envy. In the world today, there is so much covetousness in the world today. Those were things that principles that people refused to live by at one time. They, they, you know, it was like ingrained in society that you were not to be covetous because there was a time when even in this society, in this country, even people lived by godly principles and it was not acceptable to be covetous. If you were coveting and always wanting what someone else had, you were considered like spoiled. You know, you were like spoiled and ungrateful if you were coveting. People were content with what they had. And even if it was hard, they just said, you know, we, well, the Lord, the Lord is with us and we have to continue to trust the Lord and he will make a way for us. It was not acceptable to covet then in the past or now. It is still not acceptable. Love envieth not. Love does not envy. Others, love vaunteth not itself. Love is not all about me. Love is not about me, myself, and I. I rebuke, I come against that vanity, that spirit of vanity, that spirit of affectation that is in the land right now where everybody is all about themselves. So many people are all about themselves, me, myself, and I. That's why they can't love anybody else because they're too full of vanity for themselves. They don't have anything to give to someone else. They don't have anything to give to the next person because they're too busy trying to see about themselves. Don't you know that if you are a giver, the Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. That is not only in terms of money. That is not just in terms of money, but of yourself, of loving, of giving, of caring for, sacrificing, self-sacrificing, giving of yourself, giving to others, giving to the work of the ministry. Um, love vaunteth not itself and is not puffed up. Love is not puffed up. You're not all swole up and full of yourself. Love is the opposite of that. It is, the, it is unfeigned. Genuine love is the opposite of that. Let me put, let me pop this balloon tonight. Let me pop this bubble. Psst. Let me let the air out of some folks who think that love is all about them. I want this, I want that. And if I can't have this, and if I can't have that, I don't love you anymore. I don't wanna be with you anymore. I don't want your love. I don't, you know, just toss people, kick people to the curb like they are changing underwear, like they are changing shoes, like they are changing clothes. So that's the problem with a lot of us nowadays is we have too much. We have too much of everything. 
Everything is at our beck and call. Everything is at our fingertips. So we treat relationships and we treat people the same way. Like you can just kick them to the curb and they don't, they're not significant. They don't matter. But that is not love. That is not even love for yourself. Believe it or not, you don't even love yourself. When you're not willing to endure, when you're not willing to go through trials, when you're not willing to go through any suffering, you don't even love yourself because the Bible tells us that those things come to make us strong. Those things come to build our character. Those things come to, you know, test us and help us to endure. The scriptures tell us that in our patience, possess we our souls so in patience God can do a work in us and he can can and can mature us so that we grow as as Christians as people so that we can grow and therefore possess our soul that we can have an, a good open strong intimate relationship with him within our souls, within our hearts. But when we are impatient, we do a disservice to ourselves. when we say, I'm not going through that. When we say, I'm not going through that, I'm not gonna do that, I'm not gonna let God stretch me in that area because I want it and I want it now. You don't even love yourself. I'm here to tell you that you don't even love yourself. You think you do, but you don't because that's not love. Okay, love does not behave itself unseemly. Love is not ugly. It's not ugly. It's not mean. It's not harsh. It's not brutal. Love is not any of those things. It does not seek its own. It's not about self. Love does not seek its own. It is not easily provoked not easily provoked and more after the tunes has a tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it this is i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? A sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, Amazon.com, and any major bookstore. Overcoming Sexual Abuse. Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. 
Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people. Time flies when you're having fun. I've got so much that is still on my heart and on my mind. I don't know if I'm going to get to finish it all tonight, but we will continue. As I say to my friends and my sisters in Christ and my daughter, when we're not finished having a conversation, we say TBC, which stands for to be continued. So I don't want to forget, though, um, out of the things that I said I had on my mind, I had the first one was that love is a beautiful action. The second one, I wanted to declare how much that I love God, the Father, His precious Son, and the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, His Holy Spirit, because without them, without Him and them, I wouldn't be here on the air with you even tonight. Right now, sitting here, I would not be on the air with you tonight. I would not have a passion in my heart to share the love of God with you. I would not care whether you were hurting, whether you could be healed, whether you knew the truth or whether you didn't know the truth. Without God, I wouldn't have this kind of love. But because of him, I do. And because of him, I want you to know how much we love you. We love people. We love the people of God. We love those that don't love God. We love those that don't know anything about God. We love the atheists. We love the sinner. We love the homosexual. We love the envious and the spiteful and the jealous person. Um, we love people. And because we love you, I want to give you something special this month. I want to make something available to you. I don't think I have, have, have done any giveaways since we started the program. I could be wrong, but I don't think I have done any giveaways. We've advertised our materials. We've, um, they are still available on the radio, um, 
show host page. You can go and you can purchase them. They're also available, like the commercial said, to various other sources. But for the month of February, I would like to give away some of our materials. And so what, what, what I would like to do, I only have eight books right now that I'm willing to give away. Um, if you will call into the radio station or email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com, you can call in so you can say hi to us or you can email me and tell me which of our materials that you would like, which means that you're going to have to do a little bit of research. You're going to have to look at the host page and see, you know, open those modules up and see which, which one interests you. Um, the two, the two that I'm thinking of or planning to give away are the story of me or overcoming sexual abuse. And if I hear from you, this month, in the month of February, we will mail you a free copy. We don't do this often because we can't afford to do it often. We um, are a nonprofit, non 501c3 organization, and um, we uh, just don't have the means to give away as much as we'd like to give away. So, anyway, if you'd like that, you need to reach out to me, people. Let me feel some of your love. Let me know that you are out there and that you love what we're doing or that you love somebody else and you want to share this information with them. So let me get back to where I was at. <laughs> we were talking about unfeigned love, unfeigned love. And I stopped at talking about how love bondeth not itself is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, doesn't seek her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Speaking of provoked, that reminds me of another situation that um, I experienced a couple of weeks ago. I told you the good one. I told you about the young lady who was in love with her husband. And this is another situation. A couple of weeks back, I was um, hanging out with some ladies, some professed Christian ladies. And um, we were just sitting around talking women talk. And um, one of the ladies referred to her husband as that thing down there. Because he was in another part of the house at the time. That thing down there Blah, 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 blah. And I tell you, I felt that. I mean, some people throw those kinds of terms around and they don't think much about it. You know, they just got that thing or, you know, that ball and chain or. But she said that thing down there and went on to finish her conversation. And you know what? I felt that in my I was so offended in my spirit. I felt the insult of that in my spirit. I felt the insult of that use of terminology, the disrespect. Maybe she didn't see it that way, or maybe that is actually how she felt. And that's just the way it came out. But that thing down there is how do you, how you refer to, to your husband, your husband, 
no, 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 no. I felt it. And I thought about, I wouldn't want my husband to refer to me as a thing. That thing. I wouldn't want my husband to refer to me as the ball and chain. Oh, I got to go home to the ball and chain tonight. That's not reflective of anything special concerning me. That sounds like I am an object or a burden or both. An object or burden or both. How many of us treat our husbands or our wives that way? How many of us take for granted the fact that we have somebody? I've heard older women even um, just matter of fact, just a few days ago, a lady was talking to another lady and she was telling her how she, you know, she didn't have time for a relationship because she didn't want nobody saying, you know, where you been at and is dinner ready yet? And, uh, and, uh, when we going to eat and any of those kinds of things. And I kind of laughed at the time, but as I'm talking to you about it right now, it just kind of, it kind of saddens me because people have lost, you know, perhaps this woman may have experienced a very unpleasant marriage. I don't know. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe she's experienced an unpleasant marriage. But I'm here to tell you that that is not the kind of marriage that God envisioned for us when he designed marriage. What he designed for us was intended to be beautiful and intoxicating. It was intended to fulfill that desire for fellowship and relationship and community and communion. It was intended to fulfill that desire of being honored and respected and loved you know in the word he tells the husbands to love their wives as christ loves the church he tells them to care for their wives like they would care for their own body that's the kind of love that god envisioned for us so if you have not experienced that kind of love in your relationship maybe you are divorced i've been divorced Chris has been divorced. Divorce is a horrible, horrible, absolutely painful, devastating thing. Maybe you've been there. I've been there. It was that way for me. But do you know what? I'm here to tell you that that's not the kind of love that God intended for you or for me. And he has given me the type of love that I believe he intended, that he envisioned for us. And I want you to have that same type of love, even if you can't have it in a marriage. Maybe you're not interested in getting married again. That's okay. But can you have it? Are you willing to have it in your relationship with him? Are you open and willing? Can I can I challenge you to have that kind of relationship with God? Can I challenge you to have that kind of relationship with other people in your life? With your mom, with your dad, with your sisters, with your brothers, with your sisters and brothers in Christ. That's what I want to inspire tonight. That's what I want to inspire tonight. There's more to 1 Corinthians. I only stopped at verse 6. There's no way I'm going to get to cover all of this tonight. So I know that we will be picking it up next show. But I want to close out tonight reminding you of how much God loves you, how the love 
that he has for you is unfeigned. It is genuine. It is pure. The scriptures tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, his only begotten son, that whoever believes on him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. That's the kind of love that he has for us. And that's the kind of love that he wants us to have for one another. How can we say that we love one another? I'm sorry, let me, let me correct that. How can we say that we love God whom we have not seen, but we don't love our brother who we see every day? The Bible says we can't. The Bible says we deceive ourselves if we think that we can. If we think that we have a relationship with God and we think that we love him, but we don't love one another, we are walking in deception. So I encourage you tonight to work on loving one another. And we will pick this up next time. Love you so much. Good night.